the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, he, she's wrestling. she's wrestling. This is not the day for me to talk about local wrestling, let me tell you. I don't want to talk about the Rumble to remember. I don't want to talk about the Grey Cup. I will, but I don't want to. You're pissy today. Pissy and moany at my finest. Um, I haven't felt like this since probably, I'm trying to think, probably somewhere in the mid-2000s when I booked a show and I, and I was just angry after. <laughs> and I, I, I like you when you're angry. I haven't been angry for 15 years, uh, 12, 13 years. Just like I'm out of touch. The last time I was angry, I was out of touch. I was in touch. I've been out of touch for 13 years. I haven't been angry. Today, I'm angry. I'm What's very wrong? angry. Do you want to talk about the Rumble? I don't think you do. Let's not talk about the okay, Rumble. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts. We could talk about the Rumble for an hour. Yes, I have a lot to say about the Rumble, but I'm just not in the right men, headspace right 50 now. 50 men Rumbles are very tricky. Congratulations to Danny Duggan and CWE for trying to do a 50-man Rumble. But they're tricky. They're hard what to do. I mean, trying. It happened. Yes, but it's like they've been doing it. Let's let's not let's let's talk. I, actually, what I want to talk about. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Producer right now. Chris K. Fabe over there. You talk about you not being K. in the right Fabe's headspace. K. Fabe's the important details. I am. Yeah, we're all. In, I'm we're, not in the right headspace. Yeah, this right is going to be a great podcast. Please bear with us. None yeah. of us want to be here. Yeah, go to hell. None of us want to talk to each other. <laughs> we're going to bury people. That's what we do best. Yeah. Okay. You cut three great promos leading up to the Rumble to remember. Thank you. You pushed the product. You pushed the date. You pushed why it was important for you to What's be there. What's on the line. That's a great promo. That's what people should do. You're building to the crescendo of the event. And listen, when we talk about crap, crummy promos on this show, and I have to do a promo, that's a lot of pressure on yes. me. I have to do a good promo. It's so, so easy to cut a promo. Next Monday on BG's Wrestling, I'm going to talk about dogs and cats, right? And Perfect. people, and it's going to be, and it's going to be it great. It almost took a turn to the blue day for a second. I, I was going to be dog feasting. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I thought. <laughs> dog feasting on people's yards, and you talk about why do I want to talk about it, and you build a story from that, and you show some emotion, and you show some fire, and you let yourself be natural. I know like where you're I'm going right now. Well, well, I know. Let, well, I know. Let, let me ask you this then. Because we talked about, my flow. talked about promos so much <laughs> what? on this show. When yep. you were going to cut your promos, yep. did you like, okay, we talked about doing this, right? We talked about, or is it just second nature? No, I know how to do a promo. How much thought do you put into it before you finish product? Well, an hour. Okay. In these three promos that I did, I wanted them each to be different. You'll notice the first two promos. I didn't even mention Ultimo Dragon was coming in. You didn't have to. Right. But I wanted to wait. For the last promo, the hard push to mm. push the name, yeah, and just like listen, I did it in a yoga in a yoga studio 
There was nothing more that needed to be said. And that was just kind of a quick little get your ticket. You had some fire. Sure. You had some inflection in your voice. Very important because if you want people to listen to you, you got to sound like you care about what you're saying. You're not supposed to say, did you miss me? No, do not start. <laughs> well, the reason I asked is because... Is As because, he breaks my flows twice. Is, Here we because go. You, you cut the... Well, I'm, I'm going to get back to the original point I started. Um, the reason why I ask is because you put out that first promo. Yeah. It was awesome. And then I see nothing else from anybody else that comes close. So I'm wondering, are people taking notes? Are people paying attention? No. Well, here's the thing. And I'll, I'll tell you this about promos. And... Nobody knows how to cut them perfectly. Well, fair. <laughs> but guys were supposed to send them in. And this actually pisses me off because... Part of being a top guy in any company, send in a promo. How hard is it to send in a promo talking about the show that the promoter is financially investing money into to promote you on the show? How did you shoot the promo? You self-shot it? The first one, I have like a little setup, a little tripod setup. I think the first one was when I was in... You went and purchased the tripod? Well, I have one for... I have one for that that. vanity project. You say that like everybody has a tripod. I don't have a tripod. Well, what's wrong with you? You should have a tripod. (laughs) You have it for your work. I have it for my work. I have one in my pants. I have one (laughs) in my pants. Thank you. I needed to lighten the mood. There you go. Okay. This is an odd episode already. This is super weird. It's leading leading someplace. It's actually, it's probably going to be one of the better episodes because I'm not going to, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Okay. So Adam Knight does not care about local wrestling. He cares about himself. This is going to be a job out. Okay. He cares about himself. This promo is building up to his return for the first time in a year after he was unsacrimoniously fired, yep. told not to come back. Lots of people not happy about He shouldn't be anywhere back. near it, but he, you're coming back. Your first promo is important. You've already, we've already exposed you as the worst promo in local wrestling history. You don't know because you don't think about it. I I asked you, how long did you think about that promo before you did it? I said an hour. I guarantee Adam Knight doesn't think about it for 15 seconds. Before you go live, you need to know, okay. I have some bullet points. Yeah. I, how do I want to start the promo? I knew when I saw how he started it. Do you miss me? (laughs) No, I don't miss you. You should not be allowed to be in local wrestling after you slapped an innocent fan. That's the honest to God's truth. I don't miss you. I think it's terrible toy, terrible choices by a promoter to even put you on a show. And that's not just Danny. That's Primo's too. For you all Tony. to, yeah, for you all to ignore the fact that he assaulted a fan is is atrocious to me. Then you cut a half-assed promo. If you listen to the opening credits of Bishi's Wrestling, you hear me say, you half-assed a promo. That's talking about Adam Knight. The problem hasn't gotten better. <laughs> Who? Okay, but here's my question. Who's in the office who says, just cut the cut the normal promo? Yeah, it's, it's working. It isn't working. Nobody cares about an Adam Knight match because the promo doesn't make them care. Mm-hmm. Here's how you cut that promo. By the way, he also said he's going to win the championship, and the championship was never on the line. I guess it's the, the first step to winning the championship. He also said, what did he say, has-beens and... Yeah, I don't. Old, an old, 49 old guys or something? Hey, what's he talking about? I think about? he's the oldest guy in, well, he's one of the oldest guys in the yeah, Rumble. What's he talking about? He made it sound like he's got this chip on the shoulder that he has some warrant, to, he's warranted to have, which is okay. Mm-hmm. You can say that. Hey, I was, I was besmirched. My character was attacked because I stood up for myself and slapped an annoying fan. I would do it again if I had to. Say that and double down on it. 
but don't talk in veiled terms when you were fired for an unprofessional act. Mm-hmm. Talk about, I have been the most controversial guy in the world. Nobody thought that I'd be allowed in a CWE ring again. I slapped a fan last time. Just imagine what I'll do to every wrestler who tries to offend me in the match. And listen, front row, <laughs> don't sit too close to the ring because I have had I've had a history of slapping fans who got out of line. See, that would have been a good promo. Yes, because at least you're... It's you're, real. Yes, but he doesn't know how to cut a promo. But it also is on the office to say, hey, we're going to get together to work on your promo together. Mm. It's important enough to say, Adam Knight, you are coming back to our company controversially. He And he called, he reached out to them. It wasn't the other way around, just <sighs> to be clear. It's, <laughs> it doesn't make it better. No, I agree. It's just not because gonna, he ate she's to get on the show does not make yeah, it better that he's not on the make show. A difference. But you should have got together with him. You should have shot the promo and you should have been prepared to say, cut, we're going to try this again. Hey, try to do it different. Mm-hmm. Listen, pretend you're talking about Mike Davidson. Cause I guarantee that would generate some emotion in the guy. Pretend you're talking about Rokeby. Pretend pretend you're talking about the guy that's called you out for slapping a fan and being unprofessional. Now talk to him and talk about what you're going to do on this show. Imagine he's here and you're talking to him. Mm -hmm. Let's get some emotion here. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought to do this. And it's a terrible promo. It's an unprofessional prick. He belongs nowhere near a local show. I get along with Danny. I get along. I'm very, I, I, I love Tony Candelo. I don't even dislike Primo's. But you're using a guy that brings zero value after almost 30 years of being a professional wrestler. What is one thing, if you can't cut a promo, then you hire, you get, you say, okay, well, I've got my manager, right? You, you, you go to James Mitchell and you say, come in with me and you can do the talking or say nothing. Just don't cut the promo. Learn how to do photography so that the pictures you put out make you look important, not where you were looking at it going, God, he looks like crap, right? Anyway. I'm sorry to be emotional about Adam Knight, but that promo, <laughs> it, you know what? It's good. Cause you know what I get to say? I get to say my favorite thing to say on the B she's wrestling show. I'm not out of touch. And I was right. The guy does not know how to cut a promo. He does not know how to be professional. If his life depended on it. And in this case, his professional wrestling life depends on coming back and doing something that means something. And he came up limp. That's the Adam Knight story. We can move on and talk about primos if you want. Came up limp, yeah. the Adam Knight story. <laughs> I can see it on his autobiography already. Did you say limp or gimp? Do you realize... <laughs> oh, do you realize... Well done. Last thing I'll say about him, I've said this on the show before, if I had gotten him to work for me in 2010, it would not have happened. There was a mutual disinterest in doing so. He would have been a jobber, 0-9, with Larry <laughs> Zabisco saying, you lose one more and I'm done. You only have a 10-match contract. And then he would have started to win matches with a dreaded small package, and he would have got a Stone Cold Steve Austin push, where every time he hit the small package, the commentators would put it over as this guy's unbeatable when he gets it. So are you saying you don't foresee Adam Knight submitting a package to the Jacques Rougeau no, I do Wrestling see Academy? I do see it. Because when Adam Knight looks in the mirror, Adam Knight loves himself. But there will be a promo that will accompany those highlight yes. videos. Here's what the reality is. I actually could see Adam Knight has a reputation. I, I have this debate with a lot of people who watch wrestling in Canada and they say, Knight's a pretty good heavyweight. And I say, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Steve Stryker. Well, horse is a good heavyweight. No, he's not. He's not. He brings nothing to the table. He doesn't. He has a terrible look. 
He cuts terrible promos, and in his matches, he can't portray. A, he could never come to a finish that leaves people talking. He follows direction. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Just checking. The, you could be his agent because you're you are a little bit better at massaging the message when okay. a guy doesn't get it. I would just get mad and say, stop talking. <laughs> this is what you're doing. Massage agent. And medicine. if you can't do that, tell no me and leave. You. <laughs> you would know how to massage it so the guy, to try to get the guy to buy in, he still wouldn't get it. Hmm. Now let's talk about Primos because otherwise what, it'll be the out of What about show. the Jacques Rougeau? Oh, yes. He will submit a package. Okay. I don't think he'll get, I don't think he'll get a look. I actually think that, I don't know what the gimmick is with this, well, with this thing. And we should actually interview Jacques so we can get that. So I've asked... Because I've seen over the last several weeks many CWE wrestlers. Some, Mantelo, yep. Danny Duggan, Bobby Shees, Sean Martins, Bobby Sharp. Right. Sean Martins, by the way, I am a big fan of Sean Martins. Good, yeah. I love Sean Martins. I barely know the guy. Yep. I have a very high regard for him. I heard a podcast that he was on. He conducts himself professionally, he handles his business well. And I sent him a text this week ago. You and I are going to get along really well. He looks like a professional. I am a big fan of Sean Martin's, and I think he adds a lot to the show. So there's my put over. He advocates for an 18 foot ring. So I love the man. (laughs) He understands that 16 foot is local independent wrestling ring. Fair, but 18 foot is professional. But what I'm saying, getting back to the Jacques Rougeau thing. So what I've found out is these are packages that wrestlers are submitting to the academy. It doesn't necessarily mean they will be accepted. It means they've submitted a package and there will be a, I don't know if it's an approval process or how they choose whoever they want to use. How many people get chosen? I, that would might be a uh, better answer for somebody. somebody we should could, just get Jacques on the show to yeah, talk about yeah, it. We should do that actually. And then, I'll, and then I'll do my best to bury Adam Knight so that Jacques remembers, <laughs> hey, why, why do you talk about this Adam Knight guy? I, I want to say eight because it's kind of like a little bit of a semi-tournament. I yeah. think is how they have it. But anyways, that's what's going on. So if you're confused and you're seeing all these wrestlers from CWE and elsewhere saying like, hey, what are these guys all going to be in it? The answer is no, but they have submitted a package. Is it a TV thing? So they do. Because I looked for it and couldn't find it. No, it's not a TV thing, um, but they film it, I guess, in Montreal at that some. It's a bar. Some nightclub club. Yep. I want to say club soda, but that's. That's what I thought it was too. So it might maybe be. it is. Maybe it's a, n- yeah. a different club soda, but uh, club C's, club C's, please C's, as yeah. they call it. I want to go to a C's, please. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, anyways, and I guess the winner gets ten thousand dollars, and they get legitimate. Ex- yep. And okay, they it's get, not worked. Nope. It's and not they, like they won a battle royal. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Nope. And they get accepted. I want to a few the, of those. Um, Nightmare Factory. Who in, pays the ten gur? I have, I have no idea. Do you pay the ten gur? Me? <laughs> Are you kidding? You're the, one of the few people I know who could peel off 10 large I from could, the savings account. Not to these clowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's Adam Knight. I think he will try to get into Jacques' camp. Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, I, I just, listen, Giant Orion is impressive to me. Yeah. Um, that bear, the guy that teams with uh, Travis Cole in Alberta. Oh, Judas Bear? Yeah, or yeah, Ju- yeah. Judy. He looks really impressive. Like, I was looking at a few guys' pictures yeah. over the last little... And I'm Travis Holes, he submitted a package. Yeah, he, he looks he looks good. There's In BC, there's some guys that look yeah. like a million bucks. Scotty Mack, he's our age, and he looks like a million dollars. And um, and then there's Leo Lacombo, who, wow, that 
That guy might have the best looking Canadian wrestling. Is Scotty Mack even working anymore? Yeah, he's still working. He's just for what office? Uh, I think he did a little bit of All Star, but he's out of that. And I think he's in Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling. So, so what okay. do you what do you get? If you win Ten this girl. camp, that's it. Ten girls. That, that's it, it. And for it, a local wrestler. That's 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 more than you'll make ever. Ten years, I, I suppose so. But I, I'm <laughs> Listen, imagining they're transiting themselves in and out, and and probably paying for their own. Do you realize for gimmicks. a local wrestler, they think they're going to win that thing? Like there is not a local wrestler who does not think they're one of the best in the world. Oh, I, Listen, bl- I, bl- I just think it's going to be a wash when they have their ex- add up their expenses versus their ten girl. Listen, I wouldn't, Johnny yeah. Malibu retired from local wrestling. 20 years ago, he's back now, but 20 years ago, retired because his grandmother gave him $1,000 to quit wrestling. That's $1,000 more than he'll make wrestling locally. He'll never make $1,000 wrestling that's locally. Fair. That's fair. He won't. I was going to make a joke. I actually don't mind Johnny Mellon. I, I was like him say, too. His grandmother did a big favor to the local wrestling scene. I was, I, is she getting a refund now yeah, that he's yeah. back? Oh, God. Yeah. His grandmother's an amazing woman. Thank you so much for, for sacrificing so the rest of us could get ahead. Oh. It just sucks that the old Can, older guys are going to do that to do that tournament when it's no value to them. They're not going anywhere. Yes, they, no, no, no. They're no, not. No, wait, 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 wait. There well, is value. Look, hold it. Which hold, older guys? There is Adam value. Knight? No, no, wait. Well, he there, hasn't submitted yet. Okay, there is Chad Daniels two years in a row got tremendous value from doing the Loot Academy. Like what? Yeah, what I don't did. call Chad Daniels one of the older no, guys. No, okay, so. but Kat Von Hees has been around for 13 years. She won it from the women's side. She got a lot of value. She's not that old, though. I'm talking like old in years on the on the earth. Okay, who, yeah, who, but are, we, who are we talking about? That's Adam old. Knight, I think he's talking about. Yeah, but he hasn't submitted a package. Okay, so we yeah, we assume he's going to... Uh, I think if you're over 40... Guys like that, that's okay, what I'm talking about. If you're about. over 40, Mentolo submitted a package. Yeah, but Mentolo doesn't look no, like he's over okay, 40. No, okay, Here's why if you're over 40 and you think you still got it, you do it because you're... Cha- Hey, I can, I can run with anybody should be your mindset in the business, but then you should actually have the work ethic to run with anybody. Two months ago, I think it was, you came on the show or before you came on the show, you went to CWE and announced you're coming back. Yep. You have done everything. Shane Madison, who's I'm talking yeah. to, yeah. producer Chris Kayfabe. <laughs> he was pointing at me. Was pointing you at me. <laughs> have done everything humanly possible to get into match shape. Yep. You've lost 15 pounds. 18. You, I think you went for facial surgery. I said this to Sean Brown yesterday on the phone. I, I think that he might have got some work done on his face because he looks five years younger. A little than, Botox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Botox. A little bees tease. <laughs> yeah. Little bees tease. Some bees, she's bees tease. How about the new gear? New gear. New gear. So there is something Trunks, to I mean. be said about somebody who is over forty who's going to take it serious, right? Yeah. Now and look at it this way: for like CWE to have me back, first of all, one, I don't do this for the money because I don't. You, you didn't ask for. Uh, we haven't never discussed money because I don't need the money. So now Danny has a guy. You were happy with your envelope. Th- Danny, I'm always, <laughs> hey, I'm always happy with my envelope. Danny has a guy on the show that one does two tenors. Does, <laughs> uh, no, Danny does. He has two a bucks. guy on the show who doesn't need the money. It's not important to him, but conducts himself like a professional. Pushes the hell out of the product and the show. Yeah, and looks the part. Okay, so you said you were He's happy with your envelope because you didn't care. You didn't look over at three other guys to try to see how many 20s they might have had. Who am I, Zach tenors? Mercury? <laughs> I didn't even open my okay. envelope. Okay, okay, okay. Now I want <laughs> Still to... sitting in my bed. I know we're going to end up running heavy for time. I want to talk about our friends at Primo's Wrestling. Oh, yes. There's been some good stuff. Is there... There's never bad the stuff. The mindset of this company is amazing. This is a case of... I'm going to do what I want to do because it's my dream. And I don't care if I have any respect amongst 
people who look who onlookers in the business. Yeah. I don't care if somebody who did it right 10, 15 years ago says I'm a complete jabron. Are you talking about the, the tweet? Uh, the tweet was good. Okay. So the tweet we said- We should talk about this. The tweet said, uh, read the tweet for and me. I, and just so we know- there? Yes. And I've-, I've <laughs> it's I, had so this t- I had this tweet sent to me yeah. from a bunch of Before different people. Before you read the tweet, okay. this is the same guy that- criticized people for yes. buying tickets to Monday Night Raw in August yes. because they complain about the price of local wrestling. Yes, come see my show <laughs> yeah. instead of Monday Everyone Night Raw. Everyone says yeah. they don't have money for tickets to my show, but they're all posting pictures for Monday Night Raw. Okay, you do realize that they save up money because that's the major event of the year. Yes, yeah. so... and. Honestly, this stuff just writes itself. Like this is, um, this is I amazing. barely laughed when I saw it. I can't even tell you how many people sent this to me. So Joe McDougal, and I have no idea who Joe McDougal is. Probably, you know, some sort of a local worker. Probably a veteran. Yeah. So he says, <laughs> pro wrestlers, three most important ways to avoid injury. One, regular training regimen. Two, routine stretching. Three, consistency. Do everything in your power to keep your opponents and your own safety a priority or inevitably you will live with the consequences. How great would it be if Joe McDougal's just a fan? <laughs> that would be great. Decent advice. decent advice, by the way. But yeah, Great advice. Yeah, just a guy who likes local yeah. wrestling and just wants people to think about these things. But wait, it gets better. Joe McDougal, thank you for that tweet. Who, I agree with you. And who replies? Graham Keen. Player, Player one, one from Primo's. The rep- promoter. The rest, top wrestler. I lack all three of these and have never had an injury. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, hey, let's Can do, I ask an honest question here? Jeez. I, a couple weeks ago, asked anybody that's ever bought a ticket specifically because they were excited to see Player One reach out to us. Has Nobody did. Yet. Nobody reached out. It's been weeks. Actually, one person did, but it was a rib. Are we going to extend that another week? Yeah, That's sure. an open yeah. invitation, I yeah. think. Now, <laughs> if anybody can send me a YouTube match... Doesn't even have to be in its entirety. Okay. That would demonstrate that player one is qualified to be a professional wrestler. You could be a, it has to be a clip that's longer than 10 seconds. He can't have just hit one spot in his whole life and people are like, oh, he hit that spot well, because I could hit drop kicks really well and I was yes, you far can. from qualified. But show me like a three minute clip that shows that he knows how to bump, sell, feed, tackle, drop down, yeah, hip knows toss, how to arm feed, drag, powder. There you and go. Knows, Basic, and then also knows how to do that. Like not only sell for it, but actually execute it. Show me that. Yep. Any, and, and it, you know, it's, we're not going to get the clip. Unfortunately, Don't hold your breath. I challenge you. If you are, if you want to hear me say I'm out of touch, I will admit I'm out of touch and that I'm wrong next week. I will say Mike Davidson has been out of touch since 2010, but there's a, I'm not out of touch. I will I'd, I will confess to being out of touch if somebody will send me that clip of player one, Graham Keem, Mark Merrick, one three-minute clip that shows he belongs in a wrestling ring. And you've only been wrong four times in 82 episodes Which on ones this were show. Those? CM Punk could still be a work. He could be the he could be the devil. Yes, yeah. he could be the devil for yeah, crying out loud. I think it's Jungle Boy, but okay. Yeah, I think it's Jungle Boy. If you want a curveball, it's CM Punk. Okay. I might have been wrong, but we need we need we need a five minute clip because a three minute clip it'll just be American arrest hold and <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, what are the other three times well, I was wrong? The, well, Brad Hart, I don't Brad Hart orchestrated the much. I don't know. Do you, you want me to told start me like, you changed your mind on that after hearing Earl Hebner's podcast. <laughs> what I say off the podcast <laughs> is different than what I say on. Ooh, ooh, I don't. <laughs> but hold on now. Now that we're talking about Primos, and we know this clip isn't going to happen. Did you guys hear 
about the Primo's defection. You know, we talk about... Somebody defected Primo's or someone defected two Primo's? Somebody defected two Primo's. Who in their right mind do that? How does that happen? Okay, so wait a second. Defected from where? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, let me ask this question before you say. The dump? Was he... Was he over wherever he was? Like, was he... No. So he wasn't like an upper card guy? No. Okay. Now tell us who and tell us the scenario. So, just recently, Corey Diamond. Oh, my word. He's been around since 2001. Yes. Earlier than that. 1999. Around there, yeah. yeah I was going to say 98. That's a... Tw- he's coming up on 25 years in or around the wrestling business. I know. Okay, anyway. He was supposed to be in the Rumble to remember. Oh, a favorite to win it all. <laughs> Canceled. Why uh, would he do that? Didn't he cut a promo? Yes, building up to yes, it. he was on a bench. Uh, he was uh, flying seventeen point five pound dumbbells. He's really got the oh. heavy artillery out. How did? It, how was this form? Uh, terrible. It was a terrible. Kind of like player one's form in the ring. Hey, at least he's got weights. He's, yeah. At least he's holding weights. Yeah, exactly. Like he's showing something. But anyways, said he was going to do the rumble, backed out, citing, you know what? I don't feel good about myself. I don't. I. I'm. I'm kind of embarrassed to be getting in the ring. I need to get in better shape. Um, I just don't think I should be around the guys. Just kind of. Did he say this to the promoter or publicly? Send it to the promoter. Okay, so okay, he's trying to back out. So then I, I was like, okay, listen, hey, I respect that. Shitting on himself that. in the process, but I respect that. Saying like, if he doesn't feel like he's in, you know, presentable shape, I'm all for that. Yep. And I respect that he's gonna, you know, get himself in the right frame of mind. You know, get his fitness back in order, and then come back. Now. He's not exactly a main event guy moving the num- moving the needle or whatever. Not exactly. <laughs> good hand. I'm just being, I'm trying to stay positive. I wouldn't say good hand. I'm trying to stay positive. Okay, okay. So then. I'm not today. Lo, lo and behold, <laughs> the next Primo show, which is in the event center that's coming up later. Where is it? Here in Winnipeg, November oh, the 23rd, yes, November yes, rain. Yes, it's American Thanksgiving. Corey Diamond is wrestling your friend, player one, and I think you'll get that clip after that show. Mm. So I'm just tying it all together. So Corey Diamond said he wasn't good enough, didn't feel good about himself to be in a CWE ring, but now feels good enough to go into a Primo's ring and wrestle there. Well, so. that's that's accurate. Well, what are we at for time, for, uh, producer Chris? 25 K-Fan? minutes. Okay, we're going to wrap. Here's what <laughs> I'm going to say. I don't have the time to invest in going through player one footage <laughs> to try to find a good clip. Please, somebody do it. Spend yes. an hour. Yes, please. Email. Go through YouTube primo's wrestling find a good clip and before we go to break i want you to play the audio of adam knight's promo that i just obliterated today but, but hold on i want to get your thoughts on someone who did what Corey diamond did he he's 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 saying i don't look like a professional thankfully he didn't make a public comment saying that and then show up at the next show because it would say to the mess, send a message to the ticket buyers right. leave it hey listen leave it to me to out i'm not good, yeah i'm yeah. not good enough to be on that show but yeah. paid to come see me on this show but why would i'm just because he's looking this. for a polite way to be unprofessional and i think the thing is is probably there might have been something where he wasn't looking forward to being in the locker room with that many guys who he probably don't look at him as a top-notch guy, like a top-notch professional. And he was like, he's more, is, when you're the sheezes mm-hmm. and you you <laughs> tend to want to be in a locker room with other guys who are the sheezes. So you get in that room and you feel like, okay, we're, you know, like we can survive. And hey, I was there once. I'll tell you, in 1999, when River City started up before you came yeah. and it was Overkill and it was yeah. Johnny Malibu and it was me and it Moses, was Big O and Big Ronnie o. Attitude and Moses... 
we were the we were the lower rung of the ladder because everyone was in CWF. Yeah, with with Royce and Nevada and Spider. Well, Spider, yeah, Spider, Spider was, was there. Yeah, and Dalton, started. all those guys, Easy Rider, and we were the lower rung. And I felt more comfortable being with the lower rung guys than the guys who all had, you know, the attitude, right? So in the case of Corey Diamond, I think it's a comfort zone. He knows, hey, I can go and just have fun wrestling a match. No one's going to hold me to any higher account. And I think that's what that is. But I just think it's sad that a company that's like, I don't know, it just kind of makes me feel weird about that. Like, it's just like... Is Adam if, Knight still going to be working both? Yeah, he's working. He's in the main event. I have Billy a Blaze. feeling Adam Knight will wrestle one last match, put over Billy Blaze, because he's the two or four champion. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to try to focus on his CWE opportunities. That's a guess I've got. Hmm. Just a hunch. I, think I don't think both offices. I don't think Danny wants guys crossing over at this point. I think Danny's trying to get guys to focus on what he does. And I think, I just think that's the big, I think actually Primo's in 2024 is going to have a heck of a time getting guys to stay. Now play the Adam Knight promo. We'll go to break. Oh, hello. Did you miss me? Pretty sure you missed me given all the shit you've been saying. November 17th, the rumble to remember. The outlaw of night is on his way back to reclaim what is his. And that is to prove that not only is he reckless, dangerous, unprofessional, mean-spirited, kind of ugly looking, who cares? Keep running your mouths, boys. When I get in that ring, 49 old timers and a whole bunch of Trash talking jabrons are heading to the back because the outlaw is going to be the champion. Bet on it. See you soon, boys. I've been keeping the receipts. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. Little known fact about me, I like the odd cold beer. Especially at the pool. Yes. Then it's not the odd one. It's usually the one too many. (laughs) Um, I like beer. I like it a lot. And I was surprised to find out that our friends at WPW, that local brand, the professional wrestling group that drew a thousand people not that long ago, we should never forget that. Mm -hmm. They're releasing their own beer. What is that all about? Half Pints Pinfall Pilsner. Coming. In 2024. Pinfall Pinfall Pilsner. Pilsner. I like it. it. Yeah, that's good. Fall of 2024. Will it have the WPW logo on it? Probably. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys don't chintz out on anything. They go all out. So uh, put me down. Great for a case of Pilsner. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get a flat of that. Yeah. Hey, Maybe we'll we'll have a couple here on the show. I think I'm going to reach out to 
them, yep. both parties, Little Brown Jug and WPW, and say, listen, I'd like to sample it on the show and I'll put it over. I'll give you an honest critique on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll drink four of them and then I'll start to burp and be funny. Yeah, Because I'm know, not funny normally. Good on WPW for, again, thinking outside the box. Creating like new ways to raise awareness. Yep. I bet you they don't... I bet you it's not going to be the biggest jaw-dropping amount of money they're going to make off of it, but it is going to put in the minds of the people in Winnipeg that, oh, this is that brand that everyone's talking and about. And, you know, who knows? We might see Half Pint's Pinfall Pilsner at the world-famous Palomino Club. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That could... They might serve it. Scotty I, Townsend might serve... Pinfall you, you Pilsner. Know, we gave out four gift cards. Yes. Fifty dollar gift, gift cards plus four people in the back door. Yeah, one was a VIP. female. One yes, was a female who won. She answered uh she answered the music right yes. in the event center. And then we gave Chance Donovan one yep. for, Jeez, uh, yeah, for audio D's. submission. Scott Carnegie for because he always teaches us something yes. when he when he participates with the show. And the fourth one, I, it eludes me. I know I sent it out, so, but the fourth one's out there. But the good news is we're going to have be more. more, more Palomino Club giveaways. And, I love it. And we might even, it might even, like you, you just heard you say, we gave it away because somebody sent in a sweet audio question. We have the type of power to do that here. Yes, so maybe yes. if you send in awesome audio questions, maybe you'll win one. I maybe. Love, I love being able to give away free Palomino club world famous palomino club gift cards listen i i had a friend in from work he came in from calgary what's the first place he wanted to do monday nights booty shake mondays the world famous palomino club he wanted to see it he went and experienced it had a great time my two friends from salt lake city this past weekend flew in especially just for the rumble and then to go to the palomino club we went to the palomino club on saturday night because scotty townsend always takes care of the patrons there. Just one drink. Yes. Go see him. Now, okay, let, we're going to get off of beer now. We're going to talk about a different substance. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people have talked about this. And the NWA, this is old news, but I want to talk about it because I want to put a local slant on it. I can't believe we're actually talking about this. It's ridiculous that this actually happened. Well, we talked a little bit about it, did we not, in the previous podcast? But not. We, we're not no. going into it like we are here. No, we didn't. No. It has not come up. It came up in a group chat between the three of us, Yeah, but it didn't come up in episode 80 or 81. But oh, yeah, that's for So here's what happened. I saw the clip a day after it happened and it's <laughs> James Mitchell. Yep. Who, the sinister minister who's, I've always not thought he was any good. No, he's no. I good. always thought he was a bit. He follows me on Instagram. Yeah. I always thought he was a bit player that, you know, was in Smoky Mountain. Then he was in ECW. I think he did time in W. Yeah. He was with Mortis yep. in WCW. I never ever thought much of him. No. And then. In, on an NWA pay-per-view, they shoot to him and he's doing, it looks like he's doing hookers and, and blow. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to get to. Yeah. He's having a party. Now, Billy Corgan knew about this and- His idea. Okay. And he pushed for it. <laughs> and I guess, you know what he thought? Here's what he, ex- the explanation was. He thought because it was a pay-per-view on Fight TV that his broadcast, his presumed broadcast partner at CW wouldn't care. They wouldn't even see it. And he's right. They weren't going to see it. Except that all the fans that thought, why are you doing this in this yeah. day and age? Is this going to move the needle? No. All put the clip on Twitter and 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 put the handle at CW. And then they saw it and they were like, what? And, and let me be honest with you. If CW watched that show, the cocaine spot wasn't going to cost NWA the spot 
It was lit badly. It looked like a bad indie show. It did not look like it did not look as good as 2010 WFX. Looked like Primos at the Pyramid. Yeah, it looked bad. That's your pay per view. <laughs> and you know what CW is looking at? They're going, we're going to put this on our TV. No. Yeah. And I don't think there was much deal there anyway, because it's not like they've officially announced it. Yeah. WWE's moving Monday Night Raw there. Yep. Or is no, it, no, it's NXT. NXT. Sorry, my bad. They're moving NXT there. There's no way that CW is going, well, we'll use NXT and we'll have the NWA because one will be as strong yeah. as the other. No, that's never, ever happened. It would not happen. It's not like WWE is going, hey, we don't care if NWA is on after us. We'll gladly help them get some traction. They've never done that. And even though it's new ownership, I can't see them doing it now. They're dead in the water. Dead. Dead. And the problem is... They won't get on the app. They won't get nothing. With They're their done. roster... Like, I like EC3, but this they're heavyweight champions. Like, I like Trevor Murdoch a lot, mm-hmm. but they've been peripheral guys who are, are not yeah. world champion caliber. They need, if Billy Corgan has the money, after he lost uh, Nick Aldis, he needed to go out there and spend some money to get a marquee talent that he could hang his hat on. Who's out there, though? Well, if you look at Impact, right? People say, well, Impact doesn't have anybody, but Moose would be a great world yeah. champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Lazy. Well, and Josh Alexander is a great world champion. They created that in-house, really. So Billy Corgan has Tom Pritchard as his trainer. Take a guy, make a guy, build a guy, make him seem like something. Maybe Hammerstone? But I bet you he's putting out or he's hoping he's, that he's going to go to the show, right? He wants to go to WWE. I, yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's given the fact that he's given Jacob his notice, Fatu? I think it's probably done. Jacob Fatu would be great. He, he can't travel, but that doesn't matter for NWA. Doesn't need to. Yeah, for NWA, Just needs to do matter. their TV in the States. That's the actually, that's a good name I never but thought there's of. But other, there's other people too. Like you have Cordona who won it yeah. and then got hurt. But like, but at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who you put on there if your business is bad. And this is the problem. Okay, Anybody who's listening who thinks, hey, we should want all wrestling to succeed, trust me, I do. But NWA has to want to succeed more than I want them to succeed. I, I just question, why the hell would you ever think this is a good idea at any level? Yeah. It's not, why it's do we need to be idea. doing this? If it's TV, pay-per-view, house show, that you should not be doing this. Well, and, his, and I think Billy tried to say that on dramatic television, yeah. they do drugs, they yes. do drug storylines all or the time. Or they use guns or whatever it is. Yeah, but. guess what? Wrestling already has the stigma of it being, yeah. well, maybe not anymore, but back 15 years ago, it had a culture of drug culture. And you don't use guns because, hey, it's supposed to be an athletic competition. If they're using guns to decide that, it's a different it's a different world. Yeah. Well, NWA shifted the way they're presenting their product a while ago, and it was right before Nick Aldis left. It's one of the reasons Nick Aldis says he left is because it was get, things were getting silly and stupid and who's and, the booker and, and unreal. And now they've gone so far, like they're trying so hard to be. I don't know if they're trying to be ECW or what, but they're trying to be an edgy. They're not. They're not presenting it like when we watched Power. When I used to send you links to Power on YouTube, it's not like that. People anymore. aren't talking it, they're, about they're it they're in trying a to good. Make, Way, yeah, and they're certainly not talking about it because hey, did you see the sinister minister do coquies on the pay per view? But like, that, that's what he's, he's, good. he's trying to, to trying to be like this out out their brand, Stupid. which is not it would what be, people want. It from would that be brand. amazing if they actually got on CW for three weeks so we could see just how bad it would really do with NXT going there. They won't get a sniff of that. TKO is different than WWE used to be. 
Like, I think that they think of it as our brand will look better. I think they almost think of it the way I once thought of the local wrestling scene, where you needed a number two so that number one looked distinctively number one. So you think they still have a chance on the CW? No, I don't. Okay. I think this. I think that they sniffed out that this is an unprofessional wrestling group. Yeah, sniffed. I actually think, and I actually think Impact is going to announce a better TV deal than that. I actually think Impact's going to end up on WGN. How about Raw going to FX potentially? I think that's a done deal. I think um, if you remember the day that SmackDown went from Fox to yep. USA, yep. And I said this is a terrible thing for the, and it's proven the stock price has plummeted since. I we talked about well, what if Raw went to ESPN? I said I didn't think that would happen because of prime time. I don't think WWE fits ESPN in prime time. And I also said, unless Raw ends up on a network, it's really bad for WWE to have lost Fox as a network. And NBC, the four specials a year, isn't going to move the needle enough as being on every Friday on network TV. FX is a good network. Uh, it's still Fox, but it's the thing that hurt WWE's credibility is when the when the Murdoch guy, the Rupert guy, Murdoch, not, not Rupert, it was one of his sons, came out and talked about why they canceled SmackDown. And oh, he said... Yeah. You know the numbers weren't there. The basically. numbers weren't there, and the and the profile of the wrestling fan didn't fit the triggers we needed with our sponsors. Mm. We couldn't convince them they were spenders. But you know, in WWE's defense, whatever they put in that time slot won't get the ratings that SmackDown. That's did. not necessarily true. What are they going to put in that well, time slot? Well, I've I, I said this to Steve Stryker and Bobby Fox two years ago that I actually think that in the U.S. Fox could run a high school game of the week for six weeks in September, and that would do better numbers than than WWE's SmackDown. High so? school football would do really well. As a prime time, if you could get the right feature game of the right homecoming games, the people two point three million people. Yeah, believe it or not, really? to see the next okay. to see the next high school. Yeah, I'm not familiar with high school, high school, school, school football. Is a big deal. Uh, so. Yeah, especially the more southern states, uh, like northern states, not the, so much, uh, but like Texas yeah. and Oklahoma. It's, the it's other, massive. The yeah. other thing that they might be able. I don't know what the NCAA basketball is, but if they ran an NCAA basketball, they might do some crazy numbers too. Well, like March Madness goes crazy yeah. every year. So, that's CBS though. Yeah, like I don't know that they could get those things, but like, yeah. realistically, if they can get. If Fox decides the money that they were giving to WWE, they now want to give to a new... So Kevin Costner made Yellowstone really big, and it was huge. But it was only eight episodes a year, ten episodes a year. Sylvester Stallone did the same thing with Tulsa King. And then Karate Kid did it with... with uh, I love the show. Why is it not coming to me? The spinoff on Netflix. Oh. Uh, you'll come up yes. with it. Anyway, so if you have... If you were to say, hey, we're going to run 10 episode series and do that two different times a year, if they get the right guy, like Yellowstone's done it with Matthew McConaughey and Kevin Costner, guy Harrison Ford's been in one of their spinoffs, um, it's always worked. If they get the right Hollywood B-lister to be in a show and run that in prime time for an hour, they will do better numbers than SmackDown easily. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. That's How did I miss for. that one? Yeah. I was going to say Dragon's Den. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what, for Fox, you're talking about Friday night, good real estate. They can get well, those numbers. it's not good real estate, though. Friday night's not it's a great It's still night. prime time. Well, it's prime time, but it's on a Friday. Uh, in the U.S., they ran uh, they ran Shark Tank Friday nights. It was doing... Still on. Yeah, and it does... I watch it every week. Good numbers. Love yeah. Shark Tank. Do you prefer Shark Tank to Dragon's Den? Yes. 
Really? Yes. No, I'm the other way around. Dragon I am the other way. Well, I really? was a big Why? Jim Tree Living guy. Yeah. But uh, I love Shark Tank. Yeah. We have like a 50 episodes on our PVR. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. It's awesome. But yeah. that's like a series. If Fox decides to come up with the next good series and puts it in that slot, they'll do better than SmackDown. But they have to come up with that series. I don't know what that is right now. If it's something new, maybe they they could get there. But replacing 2.3 million viewers is not going to be easy. Well, so do you remember growing up that Friday was TGIF yep. and it was a, yep. all geared towards teenagers? Yep. And that was a great time slot. And I think that was a 7, 730, CBS eight, thing. That was Family yep. Matters and, yep. and uh, Full House. Full House. Or, 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 yeah. or, sorry, that and then Step matters. by Step. I think that was CBS, but I could be wrong. Anyway. If Fox decided to go that route too, that would work. The problem with, I knew when WWE went to Fox, geez, they're, it's either going to really take off yeah. and they're going to get 5 million. Well, or, look, they thought they were going to get 6 or 7 million people a week just because they're on Fox. Remember they hired Bischoff to yeah. run the Fox brand? And, yeah. That's what Bischoff was saying on his podcast. He was saying they were expecting 6 or 7 million people a week. Well, they loaded that first show. Well, and Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston in seconds to win the WWE Championship. The WWE brand is stronger now than it's been since 2001. It's because of my friend Cody. But, no, it's <laughs> love, not. Love, no, love Cody. it's love Cody. Cody is a supporting guy nope. that the company nope. wants to <laughs> hit the nope. wagon to. Don't, don't tell me that. Why is LA Knight, okay, this is good, let's debate this. Okay. Why is LA Knight outselling Cody in merchandise? I don't know, he's, he's, he's on fire. That would mean he's more over. The fans Maybe. are speaking with their wallets. That is the one. Is the office have more? The office doesn't have the faith in LA I don't think Knight. the office. I think LA Knight's a pain in the ass for the office. And I think the office is. <laughs> oh, like, I agree. Yeah. And I think the office is like, yeah, we don't want this yeah. guy. We don't want this guy to be the top guy. I think. I don't think that he is a pain in the ass. I will tell you that. That's what I've heard. Um, that is fact. Um, but. I mean, maybe not in WWE so much because I think this is his time to make some money. He's 41 years old. He's got his yeah. time is of the essence. But I just get the feeling, and we talked about this weeks ago, they're gun shy with that guy. Like they put that match at Roman Reigns too soon. Yeah. We knew what was going to happen. Um, he's just not the guy. Do you realize how much magic they had if they did not do that match at, at Crown Jewel? And they save the ground swell. So Roman continues. Reigns, yeah. everyone thinks it's Roman Reigns versus Cody at Mania, but they. But they go to Rumble, and it could be LA Knight, or it could you be had Cody. Some good ideas there. There's so many yeah. good ideas. They had it last year too with, um, with the Sammy. Yeah, Sammy Zayn. I like it when they say Roman's going to be taking some time off. Uh, the guy works like four matches a year. Yeah, <laughs> what's he going to take? He's going to go down to one match a year. He worked. He worked. Uh, well, the year previous, he worked something like 48 matches. He's gone this, to this the Royal year, Rumble now. This year, he worked 11. I saw a, a stat. He worked 11 matches didn't this year. Les he worked, worked 48 the year before. Which I'm fine with that. Didn't right? Lesnar have that schedule when he was on top two? That's uh, why they did the brands. I think actually Lesnar was more visible because he was on TVs re more regularly. Yeah. I think Lesnar had a deal where he had like 30 dates a year or something and like that. And they burned one in Winnipeg? They did, they did. But I mean, you look at. I it's because he wanted to drive in from Saskatchewan. Well, and what was that? Um, what was he's not driving in anywhere. He I, yeah, he drove. He drove. He lives. He lives in the boonies, man. He's very not, filled. Yeah, he's not yeah. flying. He's not it's driving. Three hour drive. To fly. You don't think he's got a private jet? He's flying. He does, in. but he has to drive to. He has it's to drive to Brandon well, or yeah. okay, yeah, or uh, Regina to get to the airport. Sure. So I think he might as well just drive the rest of the way. Yeah, I guarantee you, he's got a private jet. But I for mean, sure. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but you look at the numbers, and I think somebody posted. I think I sent it to you guys this week. Roman Reigns title defenses. What is he at? Like fifty or something? And yeah. Hulk Hogan is at like four hundred and sixty or something yeah. like that over Hulk Hogan's four year reign from eighty four to eighty eight. So, not that that means anything in this landscape because 
I feel less is more. I think Roman Reigns is firing on all cylinders. I like that they protected him, kept him special. Um, but the one thing they hey, do well with Roman Reigns because he doesn't do so many dates, yeah. they don't have to sit there every week on TV and have them interact but not touch each other, right? Which always burns an angle out as AEW finds out. Let's talk AEW yeah. quickly. How about those Montreal numbers? How is that happening? <laughs> I was Montreal shocked. is a very strong market. That was shocking. But they, the first night is collision on the Tuesday, yeah. And I think they were at last time I looked 2,200 seats for Montreal. Uh, Dynamite the next night live is at just over three thousand. That is terrible. As far as I know, debut. As far as I know, Bret Hart isn't under contract to WWE. He could show up just yeah. like Ric Flair did. Yep, he could. Why are they not getting an angle with Bret Hart? They won't return his call. Talking about <laughs> like this is simple. What I would do, I would have Bret Hart talking about returning to Montreal, the the place where I got screwed. I'm coming back with a special message. I just thought of it, Tony Khan is going to be announcing their newest signee, the, one of the greatest wrestlers. Maybe it's Bret Hart. It's not Bret Hart. I don't know who it could be. It's not Will Ospreay. Well, could you imagine if they did an angle where Flair's with Sting and Bret comes out with, I don't know. Whomever. Yeah, whomever. And, it, and it's Sting versus whomever with Bret and Flair as part of that package. And because Bret would draw in Montreal. Big time. Yeah, it's crazy what they're doing. Yeah, and then have, you know, you could even involve Earl Hebner into the angle to 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 make it sell. I just think in, in AEW's situation in Montreal, they aren't selling tickets anywhere. Like, they, it's, it's horrible. That's, that's bad. Like, get, can't you get, like, and this is why I was surprised to see PCO come back with Impact. That would have been a good name. For Montreal. For Montreal, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, who do they, who could they get? Out of Montreal, or, or a French Canadian who could go into Montreal to kind of pop a number or do some local media or something. That's available. Is there anybody? No, no that's not. why I'm bringing up Brett. They could try Rick Martel, but like, yeah, that would be good. He's one. old. Yeah, is that gonna? And he's pop? not. Is it gonna he's get not a pop, over. Though? Like Jacques would be the guy. Jacques would be a good. Jacques, yeah, Jacques, Jacques would but, be really good. But then you also need the rub of a younger French Canadian. Like there, most of them are spoken for i think this jacques also couldn't be the mountie either he couldn't do that i don't think he'd need to be the mountie no. he could be the quebecer jacques Rougeau. well you might not be able to be the quebec you can't you have to do the amazing french canadian yeah. yeah. jacques Rougeau. either way numbers are not good there it's bad every yeah, like it's really they, bad. and what are they building right now jay white and, and mjf as their next pay-per-view main event full gear which uh yeah full gear which is not compelling no. at all Nope. And then Rougeau can end. come out as a Quebecer because Quebecer is the name of people from Quebec. He could, I am a Quebecer. Yeah, he could. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think WWE would ex exercise a copyright on something like that either. No. I think they were going to look at it and go like, we don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't phase no, their momentum. At this point, it's getting so, like you guys, we, we have a group chat and we send every now and then like shots of the arenas. It's getting so real sad in all elite. Like they're, they're, the draws that they're getting are... It's shocking. Well, I think the problem that they have is they don't have a guy that's over. There's, yeah. I, I'll tell you this. They had. As a booker, you always, you have to get one guy yeah. over and yeah. he gets other people over. So the guy, MJF should have been the guy, but they booked him badly and they put him into a convoluted angle that wasn't his forte. Kenny Omega, put let's put him in a convoluted angle that's not his forte. Well, because Don is going to be good and Don is not good at, getting people over. He hasn't been. He never got Kurgan over. He never got anyone over at ECW except himself. He's never gotten a guy over being attached to them. 
Chris Jericho, not over anymore. You have to figure out which guy to get hot. You've got to figure out how you're going to get them hot. And then you ride the wave of how hot they get. Yep. The last guy they had that was over, that was hot, CM Punk. But they couldn't get him to work well with others. Ward Lowe was hot. They've they had, had him hot. Had, they, yeah, it's it's not that they've never had anyone over. It's just one that's they've been over. They'd be like, what do we do? This, well, this whole MJF thing too. It's just like honestly, like he's it's gone. like he's everybody was there. waiting for him to turn on Cole, but then it never happened because Cole got hurt. Right, but then so then there was never an actual face turn. No, because so, I think what was going to happen was Cole was going to turn on MJF. That's what I thought. Yeah, which is. So stupid. Everything about that angle was stupid. But listen, MJF is in trouble because his contract is up next year. He's lost a ton of steam. If I'm WWE looking at that, I'm not. I think. T- I, don't, I don't think he's lost value, though. I, well, no, I would just understand something. I would disagree. TKO does not plan to be in the bidding war game. This is your opportunity. You get paid percentages based on this. You either take it or you leave yep. it. We have. The brand is stronger than our people. So you either want to be a part of this brand or you don't. We don't care. Go stay over there. And they don't know how to get you over to make money. Yep. This is WCW 1999-2000. Yep. After Goldberg was at his peak and was coming down and they had nothing. NWO had lost its steam and nothing was working. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they could do right now is identify the one guy they can get hot and figure out how to get them hot. They don't have an idea. I couldn't even tell you what guy they should hitch the wagon to. If they try it with Ricky Starks, it won't work. I thought no, they ruined him. I thought already. they could have got a short spike out of Edge, and then they they could have done if they had done get Edge really over with MJF, and then have Christian screw Edge. You might have had something. He, he's it. the most over guy in the company. Let me it's tell Christian. you something. This is how bad it is in AEW. When I was in Calgary last week. I PVR Dynamite. I did not watch it. <laughs> Collision. I get TNT at my house. I did not watch Collision. I did not watch Rampage. So we're we're now a guy like me. You're disconnected from it. Is not watching that. Pro- that is very bad. Now he's becoming like us. In 2000, 2001, WCW. Did you watch it every week, even though it was really bad to watch? Like, did you watch when Sullivan uh, took trying, the book? I'm trying to remember. And they, I think I did. And they did team package with Luger and Flair. I think I did. Yeah, but I mean, I, I wasn't like, you knew that they, they, they. This was the exact same situation. Yeah, I remember watching in March of 2000. Russo had been fired. Sullivan had been booking. Yeah. They lost the Radicals. They brought back in the main event at Uncensored 2000 was back to Hogan and Flair. Yeah, and and you watched it and you were like, what they are had we doing? they had no idea. No, and that's exactly where we're at. Yeah. Oh, we can still push Moxley or we could still push Hangman Page. Those guys have been pushed and failed. Yeah, it's actually when they pushed those guys that they lost momentum. Yeah. Now they're at the bottom, and if the if CM Punk is in the costume they will get a short spike, but it'll fail again because Punk will not fit in that locker room. Those yeah. guys you mentioned too have cooled so much. Like MGF, obviously they've ruined him. FTR but, but, doesn't but get a pop when they come out anymore. MGF, uh, you could stoke the fire again with him, I think. I don't know if you could ever... How? St- I don't... I don't know, but I don't think you could ever do it with Hangman Page. I don't think you could get no. him. He was hot. I know you hated him, but he was hot at one time. I don't think you could. When he even, was drinking? I don't even think you can get him that. No, that was awful. That's what when, ruined him. When he, he was, before he was doing the drinking thing. When he ended Kenny Omega's title reign, he it hurt him. It didn't help him. It's like, it's easier to get momentum when you lose 
you get to, you get to go back five steps. It's harder if you win because you have to go up from up. Well, yeah. It's hard to go up from up, right? You have to be a very special talent to get over after winning. I just don't think you can get Moxley over again or or Hangman Page over again to... I don't think there's one star out there in the business. If they got Osprey, they'll they'll wreck it. If, the, if they yeah. get Will Osprey, He will. The way they there. book Will Osprey has to be, he's the best in the world and no one can beat him. And he has a direct path to money matches, not angles, money matches. Why are we putting him in there with Kenny Omega? Because it's going to be a million dollar match. Why is he wrestling MJF? Because we think it will be a million dollar match. It's not the angle that sells this guy. It's the match. That's what that fan base got hot for that brand before. Yeah. They didn't want to see WWE style creative. You know, what's funny. I was watching an old clip and somebody sent me a clip of Arn Anderson doing spine busters on people. And some of those spine busters were done on, I think Sean Spears in the early days of AEW full crowds, hot crowds. Yeah. Cause every wrestling fan wanted to be a part of that revolution. Something yeah. different. Right. Yeah. And they just pissed it all away. I'm going to give you a stark reality here. Now, Ricky Stark reality. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. They are de- they are losing momentum and have no path to get out of it. And I don't think there's an easy way out of it. If that is there ha- a way out of it? If that happens, we get through the Rumble to WrestleMania cycle, and the entire industry is going to see a big dip. There mm-hmm. will because the interest. I, I either like or dislike WWE. It's too much TV in a week. It's a lot. It's two hours of Raw. Three it's, hours of Raw. Okay, three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. Is it still going to be two hours of SmackDown? On the, two after hours of SmackDown. It might be two hours of Raw, one hour on an app or a streaming service, yeah. two hours of NXT. Yeah, so what right? they need to understand, and I said this, and you guys argued with me, when they when All Elite added the extra show, I said, get a 90-minute show or a 60-minute show. Do something where you can wow them and get out. I liked what your idea was with, with Rampage. Have it must see matches, just matches. Yeah, and good action. quality action. Here's yeah. what it would work. Here's how I would do it. I would have. This sounds gimmicky, and people are gonna crap on it. I would. I would. If I was Tony Khan, I'd say this week's matchmaker is so and so, and he releases the matches on on Wednesday afternoon. Like, like a fan, you mean? No, it would be a qualified person. Okay, right. It could be a fan. I would do. I do a qualified matchmaker like this week Shane Douglas releases his matches and it's Kenny Omega versus this guy this guy versus this guy this guy versus that guy no angle just great matches and people would be like well let's watch it we have not there's no, there's no reason yeah. not to watch it and see what we, it's about we don't have to follow bad angles and then if the matches are amazing you get momentum oh that's the show to watch if you like wrestling I can watch, when I go on YouTube, I don't want to watch the angle behind two indie guys wrestling. I want to see the two indie guys wrestle to see if they're any good. That's what you have to get to. You could also start feuds off of that. Sure. For the main show, you know, yep. you have yep. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, just for example. <laughs> and then Osprey comes to the show, he's like, I'm really mad because you beat me on whatever. Or, Actually, you know, anything the, like the that. The way I would do it is I would have a guy on the roster be the guest matchmaker that week. So this week, Ricky Starks is going to let you know the three matches he thinks are the dream matches of our roster. And there you go. It can be any guys. He decides who they're going to be. They announce it on on social media on the Wednesday. And would pe- you have it be a total shoot? Well, no, you do finishes. No, but would you say like... Yeah, this guy, you're, you're in charge this week, pal. Give it three matches. 
I mean, it wouldn't hurt because it's like what they're doing now isn't yeah, working. It's not angles. So even yeah. if you book two tag team partners it's together, cool. it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not angles. I would have a disclaimer. This is not storyline driven. This is our. This is showing off the athleticism of our talent, the quality of our matches. It has nothing to do with mm. anything that you see on Wednesday or Saturday. And I think it would be a novelty and it would work. But that's just me. I don't know. I'm 12 years out of touch. You are out, out, out of touch. touch and yeah. still pissy and moany. Right oh, now. I'm still fired up. Yeah. All right. I'd like to go to the mailbag now. Welcome. You've got mail. Two questions in the mailbag this week. You can get yours on by going to our social medias, including on the platform Twitter. Yes. You thought I was going to say that other word, but... I, I still haven't downloaded the update on the app so, so that it goes to X. I still have Twitter on so my So you phone. still get the Twitter bird on there. Yeah. What's the Twitter Larry, bird's name? There you go. We, thank we, you we, we to found... Sugar Daddy Dixon. That, that's right. And we got an audio question Quizzlers. this week. Audio Ooh, question. Quizzlers. You know we love the audio questions. So let's play this one from Evan Hodgson. Hey, fellas. Love the show. Longtime listener. I got to say, uh, writing into the mailbag used to be a lot more cool when it revolved around delicious fried chicken sandwiches. Just saying, but I digress. My question for you guys is, I want to hear from each of you, your submission for the three stars, your all-time three stars of local independent Winnipeg professional wrestling. You can use whatever criteria you see fit, but here's the caveat. I want you to exclude Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Look forward to hearing your answers. And uh, one last thing, Mike Davidson is completely out of touch. Take care. Evan Hodson, thank you so much for offering us an audio submission with that question. It is a great question. Do you I'm, ever listen to those audio submissions and I'm trying to figure out like, is that his real name? Like, that is, is, I believe that to be his real name. I, I believe wonder. him to be out of touch because I'm not out of touch, but he <laughs> might be out of touch. Evan, Evan, he's, Evan, <laughs> Evan, he's is he's, out of touch. He's. Um, and I'm not going to go first because my list is going to be the best and the most mm. educated deci- okay. decision. I invite you to go first, Mecca Shane Madison. Wow. Okay. Top three can't be Omega, Jericho or Piper. I wouldn't put any of those three in there anyways because I would consider them they're like a step well a step above. Right? Depends what era I would if you want it by the era of when they were in town you might, but go. I will say I will say this and this might surprise you. Yeah, it does already. I'm already surprised. I guarantee you. Okay, well I will go one, the natural. <laughs> Okay, go. I'm just, I'll try not to laugh at your number okay. two, but the natural. <laughs> two. Why do you say Adam Knight two? <laughs> no, two. Chichi Cruz. Okay. Yeah. And three. This one will surprise you. I bet it's one of my picks. Go. No, I bet you it's not. I bet you it's none of your picks. Beautiful Bobby J. Oh, no, you are insane. Not. But no. I was. I, I'm number three. Eight. I will say that because I'm just now. I'm strictly going on when you think of Winnipeg local wrestling. Who are if if you look at the broad like all the years, th- those are three guys. If you asked a quasi fan, I bet you all three like a fan would know who all three of those are. That's my only criteria. Okay, you had that. a different criteria than I right. would use, but I'm not going next. You go next. Bobby's okay. gonna appreciate the put over. <laughs> okay, <laughs> 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 putting me over. Eh? <laughs> Since we don't really have a 
without the criteria, it's kind of tough, but like it's I was, really not. I was kind of thinking, you know, a guy who made his bones in the business before, you know, his untimely end, Kerry Brown would be somebody to consider. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Very good one. Yeah. Um, that's who I would probably put at number one. Um, it's, and then it, great matches and what he's contributed AJ Sanchez at number two because he's he's training a lot of guys and he puts on awesome matches very so. good and good use of a current guy um yep. and then number three I I gotta say Don Callis at number three okay I'm gonna tell you something you're right on Kerry Brown if Kerry Brown had looked better in 1987 or 88 mm-hmm. he's on WWF during that era yeah and he's probably featured fairly prominently his work in Stampede at that time, oh, unbelievable. Unreal. So yeah. good. Uh, in Winnipeg, when we got him, we got him not at his peak, right? He had traveled at his peak like he should have. Um, I didn't put Kerry Brown on my list, but I wish I had. And I didn't make a list in advance. Did you put the Bulldog on? Bulldog Bob Brown? No, I wouldn't, actually. No? Okay. I was thinking about him. but And I, let me be very honest with you. Kerry Brown was above him. Don Callis, I would not put on my list. Not, and nothing personal. I just don't. No, no it's, of it's, course it's, not. It's, yeah. it's everything personal. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and I chose not to put guys that are currently active because it's unfair. Okay. okay, fair. Right? So currently active in Winnipeg, actually. Let me say that. So this is a pretty big list. When like I, Mike puts when this I, list yeah. over pretty hard. When I put it together in my head, listening to the question, I thought about in their time in Winnipeg. Okay. Right? And I came up with a list like this, and you, and I borrowed from, well, no, I didn't borrow from you. I didn't know you were going to say my, my list. So at number three. Oh, there's a countdown. Yeah. I put Sarah Stock. Okay. Yeah. Even you know, though in fairness that. to Sarah Stock, or in fairness to the list, she didn't do much in Winnipeg. Right. She was a Winnipeg girl, trained at the most local of local level, yep. immediately traveled. And so le- that one doesn't really work because of that. But So is she your number three? She is, okay. but only because I wanted a female. Okay. And I wanted somebody that went on to very, very big international success. Okay. Um, at number two, I came up with Andy Anderson, who wrestled in Winnipeg as JT Atlas. Because when in 1996-97, he changed the game. He was Kenny Omega before Kenny Omega. His work, his, his cardio um, conditioning, his physical conditioning, his physical presentation, his gear, his, he didn't have the best charisma, but his work was vastly superior to everyone around him. And if Sarah Stock wasn't number three, Robbie Royce would have been number three. Okay. okay? So and Royce, That's another good one. Royce and Andy together had a chemistry that was insane. Number one, I came up with Chichi Cruz. He was my idol when I was a kid. He had he had his his presentation with the hair, mm-hmm. how he worked the crowd, everything he did looked so believable. Yeah, his timing. He was a heavyweight, and I always give points to heavyweights. I like heavyweights mm-hmm. because heavyweights used to draw all the business. I was lucky enough to be in the ring with him yeah. many times. And yeah, man, I learned so much. Unselfish. Yeah. Always understood what he wanted to do in his head. Just it, when he got there, he didn't need to think about it. Yeah. He was like, we're going to do it out there, but here's what you need to know. And yeah. it was always a masterpiece. It came so natural to him. It's scary how good he was. He should have made it in 95, mm-hmm. 96. He's in Memphis as Bobby Bolton. They yep. were developmental for WWF. He was good enough to make it. He would really improved his look at that time. He'd improved his gear. He should have made it then. He didn't. 
but it was that close. He he was the best local yeah. wrestler ever. Him and Kerry Brown. So like Andy Anderson and, and um, Robbie Royce, Chi Cruz and Kerry Brown fit number one perfectly yeah. as well. So good good list yeah, and great, great question. Excellent question. Yeah, I love that question. Uh, next one coming in through social media from Charles. Hello, Hello Charles. Charles. He says, do you feel AEW <laughs> and WWE post-pay-per-view uh, conferences add anything to the product, the pre- press conferences? Oh, okay. Um, I'll take that one first. I actually ahead. wanted to do that in 2010 with WFX, but the problem was the only person that would have had in, insightful questions were you. Local media wasn't going to cover the event right. after. They would cover, do a little blurb before. They would never have sent a reporter down to cover at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday night. Um, I've, I see the value of it. It legitimizes it like pro sports. The coach does a exit. Didn't they do it for Guerrero? Not after the event. They did it all before. They were not at the event on the Sunday. They, they sent a photographer down, but not a reporter. Okay. Bob Holiday was in the building. I remember having a report. Maybe it was before. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. What I believe that they should, what I, what I think it can do is if it should only be one or two or three people, your main eventer, you're, you're the booker, the guy, the guy in charge of creative. Hey, are you happy with everything you saw tonight? Did it come together the way you thought it should? Yeah. He gives the answer. Hey, I really wasn't happy with that match and it should have been better. It should be honest. It should be authentic. It shouldn't be used to drive creative. That's what Tony Khan has done very, very badly with. It should be done to legitimize your product so that the, the media should believe everything they saw was legitimate. It should not be to build angles. That way, if you ever have to build an angle off of it, you do that once rarely, So the, but you have the credibility with that media that they think, hey, I think this might have been a shoot. Tony Khan has done it very badly. WWE has done it perfectly. Yes. That, isn't that the story here? <laughs> and I think, it, I think it has huge value if done properly and if mainstream media bites into it, not just the Dave Meltzer's of the world. Yeah, I, I really like the press conferences. When I set the PVR for the pay-per-views, I always... Yeah. have it like an hour after because I know that the press conference is coming. Uh, I don't like the AEW ones because I find they're like a little too like over the top yeah, and trying to gimmick. be controversial. I like the WWE ones because the guys come out, they're professional, they're dressed well, they present themselves accordingly. Um, they're not obviously like, the, they're not scripted by creative. It's just very honest, kind of little bit semi-inside you know, talking about the show and aspects of the show. And then H comes, talks about the gate and the revenue and blah, blah, blah. I really like it. I think it makes, like you said, the product look more uh, legitimate, um, makes the guys come across as more professional, gives you a different kind of way of seeing them out of their element. And let's call it the way it is. They copy this from the UFC because when they do like... I think all of pro sports, but definitely UFC. For sure, but like... You know, I just saw they did a weigh-in with Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul prior to Crown Jewel, which was stupid because they're both wearing shoes. And if you're doing a weigh-in, and what's the purpose of the weigh-in? I thought that was a little goofy. But the post-show press conferences, WWE, very well done. Uh, I really enjoy them. Two points I want to make to that. Tony Khan really exposes himself as it's all smoke and mirrors. He's not authentic. He's not genuine. He's not honest. It comes across. It really hurts his credibility. Mm -hmm. Logan Paul saving Rey Mysterio on that moonsault thing where he, he managed to catch him and keep him off the ground on his neck. God, that guy is so good. Logan Paul 
said that he, it was actually his fault. Because he was too far back. He wasn't in the right spot. Okay, so, so he managed to get there. Logan Paul, and I've said this a million times, there should, and I said this on Wavel Stars podcast this past week I was on with Bobby Sharp, there should not be a Rookie of the Year award anymore. It should just be called the Logan Paul Award. Yeah. That guy is so good. He's had four matches. And his instincts are on point. His instincts, his mannerisms, his promo, working the hard cam. That guy is, and I love it that people hate him because he's the nicest guy in the world, so respectful, and God damn it, is he good. He's so good. He's only good because he went to WWE. If he'd went to AEW, they would have ruined him. Yeah. Yeah, He's unbelievable. Do you have an answer to that question? Uh, Yes. I, I like the press conferences. I For the same reason you guys don't like All Elites, I don't like it. It gets a little bit schmaltzy. And it seems like they're trying to fo- move their gimmicks a bit forward when it should be a little more little, little more inside baseball, but not completely. So mm-hmm. it just depends who's up there. Like when MGF does his pressers, I love it. I enjoy it. He's sweating his face off. He's always got Eating a bag. Pickles. He's got a bag of ice on his neck. You know, it's it's good. But you I get, liked Christians when he called up Brian Alvarez. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, the, so good. And, you know, when you've got guys that are professional <laughs> doing it, it comes across good, even with all elite. Unfortunately, most of their guys are not professional, so it turns into a dog and pony show. Yeah. So that's my answer. And of course, the guys who are professional are all over fifty but also are tight and trained so they understand how to conduct themselves in that yes. setting. All right. I want to know what's going on in the Bees She's Event Center. This is your Bees She's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, November 24th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Langford. Saturday, November 25th, Boom Pro Wrestling is in Vancouver. Saturday, November 25th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Nanaimo. Sunday, November 26, 365 Pro Wrestling comes to Gold River. We shift to Alberta. Thursday, November 23rd, Love Pro Wrestling is in Edmonton. Friday, November 24th, Love Pro Wrestling is in Edmonton. Friday, November 24th, Wild Rose Sports Association comes to Calgary. Over in Saskatchewan, Monday, November 20th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite comes to Cote First Nation. Tuesday, November 21st, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Yorkton. Wednesday, November 22nd, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Prince Albert. Thursday, November 23rd, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Saskatoon. Saturday, November 25th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite returns to Regina. And Sunday, November the 26th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite comes to Estevan. And finally, in Manitoba, Thursday, November the 23rd, Primo's Wrestling is in Winnipeg. And that has been your BC's Wrestling Event Center. 14 events in the event center, absolutely dominated by CWE in Saskatchewan. I know you don't want to talk about um, the Rumble to Remember, Ugh. but thankfully we did get your comments soon after, so they're fresh. We're going to have that as a special bonus on this episode. Your thoughts on the Rumble to Remember and what made it special for you and what you wish went different, maybe, if you will. Um, but that's coming up after. How how are you How are you doing, pal? I'm not doing... I, I started I this episode in a pissy mood. Now you I, got me all pissy. Well, when we talk about Adam Knight, it tends to go very pissy and moany because <laughs> he's out of last chances here, people. 
those internet promos he cuts are unprofessional. He does not understand the nature of the business. What does he do next year in 2024? Oh, uh, who knows? Is this a big year? He might pull out his keys and piss on a fan. <laughs> like, there's no, I have no trust in him to do anything professional. I, I really don't. I think, I, and people said to me when this happened when he, a year ago when he got physical with a fan, I said, he's going through a lot in his personal life. Yep. Doesn't make it okay. No, you're right. You're <laughs> like, right. You're listen, responsible for your actions. I'm going through stuff in my personal life. Chris has gone through stuff recently. You're going through stuff in your personal Just life. Just today, yeah. Got some and, bad news and today. It, and today we we all are going through something and we get together, we just put it together into a podcast and you, we didn't do anything that was an assault. We didn't, we didn't absolutely blindside and attack someone's credibility, not even Corey Diamond. We just be, she's through it and we're always trying to be professional. And that's what the nature of the game is. It's professional wrestling for a reason and people need to be professional. That's all. We're just talking about what's happening. Be sheezing at its finest. Now let's hear what you thought after the rumble, not right now that you've had a chance to let it digest. Dude, it's the Mecca Shane Madison and I'm here to give you a quick CWE Rumble to Remember report. The 50-man Rumble to Remember is history, and I need to issue an apology. I need to issue an apology because I promised everybody that I was coming back, and I was coming back to win the Rumble to Remember. And unfortunately, that did not happen. The real deal, James Roth, is your 2023 Rumble to Remember winner. He will go on to face the CWE champion on February the 24th, in Winnipeg at the anniversary show. I need to issue an apology to all the fans out there because I promised everybody I was going to win, and that did not happen. Chiseled Chad Daniels jumped me from behind, threw me out, and ruined my whole comeback story. So I haven't forgotten about that. I'm still processing that, and you will be seeing more of Shane Madison because Chad Daniels and myself, we are not done. But I wanted to thank all the fans. It was an outstanding show. It was sold out, standing room only. I'd like to think I'm a big part of that, so you're welcome for the house, by the way. But it was an outstanding show. I'm looking forward to 2024. I'm looking forward to being in the ring a little more often. And I wanted to thank Uh, All the fans, my friends, my family, people that flew in from the United States just for that show. Thank you for supporting myself. Thank you for supporting Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Again, I am sorry I did not make good on my promise. But you haven't seen the last of the Mecca, Shane Madison. Like it, weigh it, you 